Hey, thank you so much for joining us today at Cowboy Junction Church Online. We're sure glad that you did. We hope that today's message will encourage you and challenge you as you connect passionately with the word that God has specifically for you. Would you do me a big favor, rate, review, and subscribe to this message. Also, I want to let you know that if you would like to connect with Cowboy Junction, get our text messages and with encouragement and announcements, you can do so by texting the word CONNECT to 575-209-2770. You could also rate, review, and subscribe. That sure would be helpful to us. If you would like to partner with Cowboy Junction in the spreading of the gospel by financially giving, you can do so by going to cowboyjunctionchurch.com slash give. I hope you enjoy the message. We're in a series called Frequency, and we're talking about frequency being the rhythm of the wavelength of the sound that we hear. We're specifically talking about listening to God, okay, and getting on His wavelength or His frequency. Now, let me say something before we get started. We've made clear over the last two messages a few things. One of them being, we don't care who you are. Everybody say, that's me. I don't care who you are. It's you. Every person has the ability to get on the same frequency of God and to be able to listen to his voice. Everybody. Okay, this usually comes down to two people. One of the people, if you're in the room and you would go, man, I just don't think I can hear God. I just don't, I, I've, I've messed up. I've had doubts. I've had fears. I've had, I, there's, there's questions that I have. There's, I just don't feel close to God. It doesn't matter. Even if you think you can't hear God, it doesn't take away the fact that God is speaking to you right now. God is speaking to every one of you. And you may think you're so far away from God or God's so far away from me. You may have all kinds of thoughts in your head. But let me just tell you right now, God is speaking to you right now. For the other group of people, this is the second group of people, you know what it's like for God to speak. You know what it's like to hear God for him to open a door where there wasn't a door, for him to make a way where there wasn't a way, for him to say stop and you stop, and then he says go and you go, and it was in his perfect timing. There's something you didn't even know was possible, but he kept putting it in your heart, and then one day it was like I wouldn't even known to pray for that if I wouldn't have listened to God to pray for that. And I'm, there are living, breathing testimonies in this room of people who are going, come on. The faster we can get on his frequency, the faster we'll begin to find that God's been talking to us the whole time. So that's why this is such a big deal. If this is new to you, okay, you're like, I would like to know more about this. We've covered two messages on it. The first one is the beauty of being a sheep. The beauty of being a sheep. No lone rangers, okay? We don't need no goats, okay? We don't don't need no goats, we don't need people out there doing it by themselves. We don't need people that just like, I can do this. I got, I got this, God. I can, I can do it. I'll give you the glory after I do it for myself. We don't need that. Jesus himself said, listen, the sheep will know the shepherd by the sound of my voice. And I am the good shepherd, and my sheep know my voice. And he specifically dialed in on the voice. And that message was really good. We talked about the, the beauty of being a sheep. But last week, it was one of my favorite ones. It talks to us about how does God speak to us? How do we get on the frequency? Through his word and his Holy Spirit. And you will read his word, and then the Holy Spirit will then speak to you about what you just read. And this is one of the ways that we hear. But today, today is one of the easiest things to know. It's also one of the hardest things to learn. 
And today I want you to know how this all came down. I, I prepare way in advance, but there was this one message. I didn't know how we were going to fit it in. But I, God just started speaking to me about, let's make it a standalone message. This one word, the thing that we're going to talk about today, okay? And the one word was, wait. Wait. How do you listen to God? You wait. How do you know if it's God's talking to you? You wait. How do you know what to do? You wait on the Lord. You wait. And so, so I, I've been hearing this way, but I, it, there's not much to it. I mean, they, most of you right now, that's so good, but you got the whole message. You can go home and live it right now. See how short this sermon is? But it's not that easy, guys. Here we go. So I began to pray. I said, God, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And so Monday morning, I woke up. At 4.15, I was up. Um, at 4.45, I was at the back gate right here, and something funny happened is I could just feel the Holy Spirit just saying, I don't want you to go to the gym today. Now, that's an unusual thing. If I miss Monday, it messes up the whole day. If you guys work out, you know that it, you never miss Monday. You never miss Monday because it sets the rhythm for the rest of the week. And here, I, I want to turn left and go to the gym, but I, I know I'm supposed to turn right. Now, I've got a workout buddy. Eric Blanton is, is the guitar player uh, on certain days up here. His wife, Sadie, helps us a lot here at the church. Eric lives down the road. Well, no, sometimes he'll head down the road, and he'll see me, and I'll see him, and I'll just follow him into town. And as I was coming to the, 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 the entrance here, I knew I needed to go pray, so I was going to turn right. But I was really hoping I didn't run into Eric. Because running into your workout buddy on the way to not go to the gym is kind of embarrassing, okay? But I saw these two headlights coming over the, over the hill. And I thought to myself, oh, crud, that's Eric. And I said, well, maybe it's not. And I saw the lights begin to flash. And at 4.45 in the morning, he's flashing me. Then he's coming by me. And you hear, huh? And he's honking. And now, then I, now you know you've got a good friend. Let me show you what happened. He went left. And I turned right. And when I ran into him the day, everybody asked me at the gym, where's Ty? Where's Ty? And he says, listen, I saw him turn right, which meant he probably went to go pray and spend time with Jesus this morning. And I thought, that's exactly right. Yeah. And so here's my buddy testifying to the goodness of God at the gym. And I'm out here driving, and I drove, I drove to Denver City. And then I made this huge wrap around. And I just got lost, and I drove over to Seminole, and I got lost again. And I came back home. And the whole time, Holy Spirit is just saying, you know how important it is to wait? There are so many people who want to hear my voice, but they're unwilling to wait. There's, there, Ty Bean, let's talk about you for a minute. There's things that you want, to, you, you, you want to move now. You want to go now. But do you have what it takes to wait? Have you, have you, have you forgotten how many good things have happened in your life? And I'm driving, and, and it's like, I'm going to listen to Caleb. And I turn on Caleb. The first song that comes on is about waiting. As I turn it off, so I turn on my phone, and my phone does a random pick. First song is about waiting. First song about waiting. So I'm driving back into Hobbs. I'm almost at the Texas line. And I turn to or the New Mexico line, and I say, God, you're going to have to give me a sign. Am I supposed to speak this weekend about waiting? And this is the one sign that popped up. Yeah. 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 Come over the hill. I'm like, oh, great. All right. There it is. Yeah. And it answered some questions I'd been talking to God about. Uh, I, this was just a word for me. It's like, hey, Ty, don't worry about them. You just got to wait until the dust settles. You don't need to go talk. You don't need to go talk to them. You don't need to go. You just need to wait 
until the dust settles. And, and yeah, y'all may think that is, that is the dumbest thing. You Christians are crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're hoping you get just as crazy as we are. Yeah, because I don't see you waiting. I see you doing and going and being. And what if God wanted to turn to you and grow your faith by you listening to what he has because you can finally wait on the Lord? Wait on the Lord. Let me show you one of my favorite scriptures in this. It's found in Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40. This is my mom's verse. She's preached this to us a thousand times. It says, but they who wait on the Lord. Did you hear that? Did it get your attention? But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. If you've got a phone and you're like, I need that, take a picture of it. Take a picture of it. Make sure you see it all the time. Uh, it's found in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. Let me show you how it's been explained to me over the years. Waiting, waiting always seems like we're missing something. Yeah. Waiting always seems like that we're losing something. We're losing ground. We're losing opportunity. We're losing something. But let me just turn to you right now and tell you, those that wait on the Lord, those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Yeah which means there is a replenish that takes on for those who are willing to wait. Some of us don't even realize how much we're in need of a replenishment and the strength building. There's going to be some strength talk we talk about in regards to your faith. Your faith in God needs a shot in the arm, a moment to where you go back to believing that God can do all things. That God can open the doors. That God can make a way where nobody else makes a way. And a strength growth, not in your ability, in your might, or your power, or you to figure it out. The actual ability that God grew your faith. Why? Because you waited for him. Because you didn't go do something. Because you stopped and paused and let God be God and you waited on the Lord. Today you may say, well, how long am I supposed to wait? We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to look at Acts and we're going to see how long did some people wait. And so timeline is a very important thing. But what if I turned to you that, and told you you're going to know when to go, but you're going to know when to go but if you know when to wait. Okay, we're going to talk about that today. But at the same time, they shall also mount up with wings like eagles. What, this is always explained to me because I, it, it just never made sense. This was the poetry part of Isaiah that was beautiful and was awesome. But what did it mean? You shall mount up with wings like eagles. And I remember my mom and, and different people, Sunday school teachers, pastors, telling me, you're here now, but, but if we can wait on the Lord, he will renew our strength, and he'll take us to a whole nother level. He'll take us to things that we never even, didn't even think were possible to think about. For everybody in the room that you've only known divorce your whole life, your parents were divorced, their parents were divorced, everybody's parents were divorced. Let me, just, let me turn to every young person and tell you that one of the great things that God did in my life was I waited on the Lord. He began to just, just let me go higher and believe him yeah. not to get married, but to believe him to marry God's best. Right. And that took a lot of no's. I mean... Uh, not too many. I mean, not too many no's. Not, I just, you know, I'm, I was on the struggle bus there for the, the 20s. You know, the 20s were rough. 20s were rough. But I just kept you know, waiting on the Lord, waiting on the Lord. I think it was worth waiting for, don't y'all think? Yeah. I, 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 she was worth waiting for. I mean, just, I'm, I'm just trying to speak life. God's going to lift your eyes. God's going to lift your chin. God's going to lift your shoulders. God's going to lift your vision. God's going to lift your ideas, your heart. You're not going to look down anymore. 
You're not going to settle, but you're actually going to look as your wings just begin to take you to a new height. This is all just from waiting. We we, we willing to wait on God. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. If y'all ever see me running, pull over. I hate it. I need a ride. But that's not what it's talking about here. It's saying, hey, you're going you're gonna to be able to go to the distance. But not because you worked harder. Because you're willing to wait on the Lord. There, there, let me ask, for everybody that owns a business, do you want to say, I did it and got everything you wanted? Or do you want to be able to say, God did it and it was beyond anything I could ever imagine and think? And you've got to think about this. There's been many a times I've seen some of the greatest businessmen in my life wait on the Lord, and, and, and they, they actually gained momentum instead of lose momentum. I've also seen them walk and not faint, just to the point to where they thought, we can't make it, we can't make it. God allowed them to continue the faith walk, and through it, they didn't faint in hard, difficult times. All because, and I want you to get your attention, those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Today, I think it's very important that we stop and take a look at something. Um, We're going to go to five things today, but in order to do that, I want to give you maybe one of the coolest examples of the power of God released when people were willing to wait, okay? And in Acts chapter 1, as you turn there, uh, we're going to go to verse 4, but there's some really cool things here. Now, we're going to just give you a backstory so we're all on the same page. Jesus was born a Virgin Mary with the Virgin Mary, lived his life at 30 years old, uh, was baptized in water. Holy Spirit came and rested on him. You saw the, the triune God represented through God the Son, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit. And God, Jesus' ministry began. He, teached, he taught and preached the kingdom of God. He uh, gave his life. He, he prophesied and said, listen, I'm going to go die. I am. But it's for the salvation of the world. He died on the cross. Three days later, rose again. It was the resurrection that changed everything. And we saw Jesus. I'm going to say we. Everyone who followed Jesus watched him go into heaven. Now, this to some people says this is the end. This is how it ended. It actually isn't. This is why I wanted you to go last week and read the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I really wanted you to focus on John. And I wanted to get in the rhythm of your heart that you would see how Jesus lived his life. But now the book of Acts introduces us to what happened after the resurrection of the Lord, the ascension of Jesus into heaven. History tells us, and this is is Acts, Jesus came and talked with everyone who followed him for 40 days. This is after he rose from the dead. This is after he ascended to heaven. He would just appear. Um, There are books that say, and this is, this, they were not canonized, but there are books that say that Jesus actually appeared to the Roman soldiers who crucified him on the cross. And they met in the upper room with the disciples, and every one of the men who crucified him gave their life for Jesus. That's just a side note. That's down in the Bible. That's a, canon, that's a Bible they didn't feel like would need to be canonized, but still people keep it in their libraries. And um, the, the fun part was is that Jesus went to Thomas. You know this story. It's found in the Bible. And Thomas wanted to touch his hands and feel his, his side. And here was Jesus revealed himself. Jesus did this for 40 days. 
of these 40 days, there's 50 days that they consider the buildup to Pentecost. It was 50 whole days of Jesus talking to them and then 10 days that they spent waiting in the upper room. I'm going to read to you uh, Acts chapter 1 verse 4. And this is after Jesus was with them for 40 days. Okay? It says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to what? Wait. Wait for the promises of the Father, which, he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. See, if I was to ask you, what was Jesus' last words that he gave his followers? Some people would say it was the word go. And this is why I wanted to bring it up a minute ago. We get that word from Jesus turning and say, I want you to go into the whole world and preach the gospel. And that's what a lot of us are doing. We are going. We're good at going. We're going wherever God wants us to go. And you should. You should go wherever God wants, wants you to go. But some of us are trying to make things happen that only God can do. Okay? Now, let me th settle that in. There's a lot of things you'd like to see happen that you would be crazy to try to do it yourself. Yes. You really need God to do this. Yes. This is a supernatural thing that will be your testimony for your kids, kids, kids. They will tell the story about when mom waited and then she went. When dad waited and then he went. They waited and waited for their go. And this will be your testimony. And this is the coolest thing in that Jesus' last words were not go, but Jesus' last words were wait. And to be very specific about this, we're, what are we waiting for? He's telling them to wait for something that he promised would take place. And it was a promise from the Father. It says, which you have heard from me. He said, but I want you to wait for this promise, the promise of the Father. And it was the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, it's good for me to go so that he can come. And they were to wait. Now, 40 days of Jesus. Can you imagine how cool that would be? Jesus has died, rose again, and you get to spend 40 days with him, of him re-explaining everything he taught you before. Let me tell you what a big deal this was. You had scared disciples who ran for their life when Jesus died, and the resurrection changed their life. It, it gave them so much confidence, but it was the Holy Spirit that filled them so that they could go and, and, and do some amazing stuff. What amazing things did they do? They were able to do things like from the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It says that they were meeting in the upper room. And the whole room was filled with a rushing of a mighty wind. And over each one of them a flaming tongue. Now this is the coolest illustration we could come up with today. Is this, okay? And, and, and a flaming tongue was over each one of them. And they began to speak in another language. Some a heavenly language. And others, a language that only the people from those countries could understand. Now, what if in this room today, you would say, I've, I just feel called to Mexico. But you've never been to Mexico. You're as gringo as me. You can't speak Spanish. You can't do anything. But Holy Spirit has turned to you and has said, I want you to go to Mexico. Or I want you to go to Canada. And you can't even speak Canadian, okay? And, and so you can't speak French. But what if all of a sudden you wait on the Lord and one day he just filled you. And you were able to speak Spanish. And you couldn't speak Spanish before. 
Or you were able to speak French and you couldn't even speak French before. And this is exactly what happened on the day of Pentecost. When on the 10th day of their waiting, the Holy Spirit filled the room. And then every one of the people left the room, went to the streets, and began to preach the gospel in the streets. What I'm trying to tell you is, there's something awesome that takes place, and the Holy Spirit does the things you can't do for no other reason than you have the ability to wait on God. Yes, we can be sheep. That's incredible. Yes, we can open His Word, and we can allow the Holy Spirit to reveal things to us. But a key part of us understanding the frequency of God is are you willing to wait on God to be still and know that when the timing is right he's got the right time this is so important to understand and I think it's one of the things that we tend to forget if we are going to understand the frequency and the voice of God. For 50 days, the 50 days leading up to Pentecost, 40 days they had Jesus with them. But for 10 days they waited. Now let me just tell you real quick what this must have looked like. In these 10 days they did a few things, okay? They waited. They waited, but can you imagine if day one went by? Jesus did not tell them it was going to be 10 days. But he left them. Then they began to wait. Day one goes by. Okay, day two goes by. So how long have we been waiting now? We've been waiting for two days. How long are we supposed to wait? He didn't say. He just said to wait. Is there anybody in the room? Let me just ask you a question. Are you waiting on God in some form or fashion in your life? Okay, okay. Can you imagine being the disciples? They weren't told how long. Third day, then the conversation starts off. Has anything happened yet? No, nothing's happened yet. So what do you do? You keep waiting. Four days go by. Has anything happened yet? Nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. Are you sure? Did we do something wrong? Did we do something wrong? Was it, well, are we supposed to do worship? Maybe we should sing louder. Maybe we should sing bolder. Maybe we should sing faster songs. I don't know. But can you imagine how they begin to turn and think, what is, what's going on here? It's been four days. What if I turned to you and said that there's, there's, there's a lesson we're learning in this? Just wait. What if I turned to you and said, you don't need to do anything but just wait. They did do two things, however. In Acts chapter 1, verse 14, you want to write this down. It's not going to show up on the screen. It said, These all continued in one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. While they were in the upper room, they prayed and had supplication. You know what prayer is? Prayer is asking. You know what supplication is? Asking more intently. It's very simple. What if that became our focal point? Here's some advice. For everybody in the room, let me paint a day that would be a good day. I think you should wake up and always brush your teeth. That'd be a good one. Let's start off with that. Don't ever quit brushing your teeth, even when you're waiting. Number two, while waiting, take a shower. It's a big deal. Number three, go work out. Just go work out. Go, go enjoy a walk. Enjoy time uh, and pray. And when Holy Spirit stirs your heart, supplicate. And when it needs to be intense, pray harder. But if we do nothing but pray 
We're doing everything we're supposed to do when God says, wait. And we see here, this is the very things that the Holy Spirit used to fill these people with exactly what they needed. Today, I want to show you something. Five things that gives us an answer of why we should wait. Okay? Why should we wait? Why should we wait? I was waiting, and there it is. It's perfect. Why should we wait? Okay? And we're going to talk about this because I think while they were waiting, they were praying, they had supplication, there was a few things that took place. And there's a few things with us. Okay? Here's five things. Number one, why should we wait? Because he knows more than you know. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why should we wait? Because he knows way more than you do. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've woke up, I took a shower, I brushed my teeth. And these are, are, are important things. I'll, I'll show you why here in a minute. Probably on the next one, next, uh, the, the next point is uh, I go to the gym, I work out. I go for my prayer walk and I'll start walking. And, and, and I've prayed for this, I've prayed for this, I've prayed for this. But then all of a sudden, I'm reminded that God knows way more than I know. And I think this stuff needs to happen faster. But he knows more. And I begin to do something I think is very important. I begin to thank God for the things that I have no clue is happening all around me right now. God, I just want to thank you. And I just, oh, I'm walking around. I want to thank you for the things that I can't see are taking place. I want to thank you for the conversations that are taking place that I have no idea about. I want to thank you that right now, right now, there is doors opening. There are angels being released. There are, there are demons moving backwards all because I'm waiting for your perfect timing. I, I mean, this, this may be corny. You may, if this is just too dumb for you, then just forget I said this, okay? I have sat outside my house and got so passionate about the things that I didn't know anything about what God would do, was doing. A truck would be driving by on the highway, and I would go, oh God, I want to thank you for the guy in that truck. He's probably going somewhere right now that's going to end up blessing me in the long run. Yeah, I have. I'd say, God, I want to pray for that guy. He has no clue that I'm going to be preaching the gospel to him when he walks in the doors of our new sanctuary. That guy right there. I don't even know him, but I'm going to recognize that truck someday. And he's out of and, and, and it's just my fun way of, of, of growing my faith to realize that there's probably trucks driving by me right now that has a lot to do with what God's called me to do that I may just want to take my sucker and throw it in the dirt and be mad because I can't see anything. And there's trucks driving by me. Do you realize that there are things happening all around you? You could be going to church today with your next business partner. Six months from now, you're going to run into him or her or whoever, and you're going to go, you know, my pastor always says you wait on the Lord. And they go, wait, wait, my pastor says you always wait on the Lord. And they go, where do you go to church? And you're going to go, oh, I go to Cowboy Junction. I go, I go to Cowboy Junction too. When do you go to church? The 10.30. I go to the 9.30. I go to Monday night. And you know, you went to church together. And the whole time God's been talking to you about the same thing, but he knew way more than you did. I mean, I can get going on this, but it's so real. Is this, isn't this so much fun? Yeah. Hey, everybody. What's he doing? <laughs> that was last week's message. I'm sorry. Last week's message. Why should you wait on God? Because he knows way more than you know. Number two, why should you wait on God? 
to build your faith. Because if we get to control the time factor, doesn't that kind of make us in charge? And what if this is a marinade thing? Some of you guys are steak people, and you're all about the seasoning. Get the steak out, season that bad boy, put it on that side, put it on this side, and let's dig in. And sometimes we can have seasoning faith. But you, have you ever had a marinated steak to where you put it in the bag, you pour it in, you zip it up, and you let it sit overnight? Here's what Psalms 27 verse 14 says. Wait on the Lord and be strong. And let your heart take courage. Wait on the Lord. The part I want to show you real quick is the be strong that takes place while you're waiting for the Lord. A lot of people get weary while waiting. And that's why I turned to you and said, if you're waiting on God, get up in the morning and brush your teeth. Put on a fresh set of clothes. Let no one see you're waiting. Though on the inside, you're believing, you're hoping, you're trusting. On the outside, you can't even tell that maybe on the inside, there is something that you're growing and becoming stronger in. Let the world see you stand up tall. Let the world see you with fresh clothes on. Let the world see a smile on your face. And what happens is we begin to find that the Holy Spirit gives us the strength while we're waiting, to grow courage while we're waiting. And this is a moment I think we have to stop and think the beauty that, that takes place of learning to wait, and while you're waiting, God is growing your faith. Instead of always looking down, and it's, oh, life's always against me, and look at me, and blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to do my hair today, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to put on that, that, my nice shirt, blah, blah, blah. What if we begin to say, God, I know you are for me, and I know that today is a day that you're going to use to grow me. Amen. Today I'm going to sing because you're worthy even if things aren't where they're supposed to be. There needs to be a strongness in my faith to know that you receive my praise whether it's going right or not. And my faith needs to grow up. Third reason why, why it's important for us to wait. Because in it we find that we pray, we hope, and we receive the power. We pray, we hope, and we receive the power. Prayer, because prayer is us transferring our burdens to the Lord. Let me just tell you, guys, maybe no one taught you how to give God your burdens. Some of you were raised with good intention parents who just taught you, you got to carry it all. And that's nowhere in the Bible. Jesus says, you know what faith is? When you let me carry your burdens. In fact, he says anxiety is fear and we can't have fear if you're going to follow me. Prayer is us in quiet times and being still, taking it and saying, God, I've always worried about that. But worry's not going to get us any closer to your best. So, Father, I want to transfer my burdens. And prayer is, I've always, I've always struggled with finances and immaturity. And God, in this time, will you grow me up? God, I've always struggled with people, and I've always just quit on people too soon, probably because people quit on me too soon. And Father, would you show me how 
Show me the people that you put in my life that, that are there for a reason. Let me value people again, God. And, and prayer is me exchanging doubt for faith. Hope. Hope is a very important one. It says that, that they, uh, in, in, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, this is just me, me reading. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I, I think one of the things that Holy Spirit teaches, and just go with me, we're almost done. But you know what you could do in your wait time? Sit there and kick the dirt. Be mad. Look at your watch all day. Or you can start hoping again. My life's going to look different a year from now. I'm going to look different a year from now. My faith's going to look different a year from now. Guys, I can't tell you how many times while serving the Lord, I was going to all these rodeos, sleeping in my truck, in, 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 the, in the parking lots of rodeos, you know, having the greatest time, but thinking to myself, gosh, I hope I'm not doing this in my 40s. God, I hope you send me a girl. God, I hope you, I want to pastor a church someday. Am I going to be 50 years old, alone, and sleeping in rodeo parking lots? And I just kept thinking, Two hopes I have. I pray tomorrow at Cowboy Church, in this very grandstand, you change people's lives. And I hope that one day I get to pastor one of the coolest Cowboy Churches of all time. And I don't know where it's at. And all night I would sit there and dream. I would dream of you guys. Now, don't think that's creepy, okay? But I would dream of you. I would dream of people, multiple services in southeastern New Mexico. I always wanted to come back to this area, whether it be Artesia, and Lord knows they need Jesus, or... or <laughs> Or, or, or you know, I, I, just, I would just sit there and hope. I would just sit there and hope. Sometimes we get so busy, we become complainers instead of hopers. And in your time of being still, we pray. We hope. And you know what he does? He fills us with power. He fills us with his power. Power to do exactly what it is he's called us to do. Fourth and final thing. Fourth and final thing. Why does God, what's that? Or fourth, fourth, fourth out of five things, that's right. What happens when we wait? Maturity takes place. Yeah. We're either becoming immature or we're growing up. And maturity, there's been some great wait on God times to where I just had to ask myself, Tybeen, what do you want? I really wanted this, but after waiting and waiting, I realized that is only going to lead to what I want. Do you want what God wants for your life? Then we got to grow up. And that can happen at maturity. Let me, for everybody in the room, that you're just in a really awkward place right now in your life. And you can feel God taking you to a place he wants to trust you more, but he can't trust you unless he grows you up. But man, it means you get to leave a lot of things behind. There's some friends that don't want to grow up. There's some people in your life. There's some things in your life. There's, there, there's, there's stuff in your life that, that you're going to have to choose. Let me turn to you and tell you this. I think your 60-year-old you would turn to you someday and say, I want to experience in my 60s, 70s, and 80s a looking back and seeing the goodness of God and not us just becoming more and more immature. Yeah. Yeah. 
and having to harvest the seeds of a life of immaturity. Last one, fifth one. You ready? Why should we wait? We should wait because of God's perfect timing. God's perfect, unbelievable, awesome timing. Bam. In the right moment. In Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3, it says this. For still the vision awaits. It's appointed time. It happens. It, it hastens to the end. It will not lie. It, if it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. And I wonder how many of us could realize you can't get better than God's perfect timing in your life. God's moment of now. Remember, Jesus did say go, but then he turned to them and wait and said wait. And this is a minute ago I said, how do you know when you should go or when you should stay? Should I stay or should I go now? <laughs> and the, the real issue is, is I truly believe this with all in my heart. If God hadn't said go, you should wait. But you will know without a shadow of a doubt when your Father in heaven has his perfect timing, his perfect timing. You will know his go because you were willing to wait for his best.